Just as a reminder, you can visit us at thepandapod.com. That's thepandapod.com to grab our RSS feed, listen directly, and share PandaPod with your family and friends. You can also reach us directly via email through podcast at thepandapod.com. Thanks for listening. Hello, everybody, and uh, welcome to the Panda Pod. Um, I am one of your hosts, Rab, and I'm joined here by our two no- normal hosts, Wiggy and Jeff. Hello. Hello. And uh, today we also have one extra friend, uh, Jackie, who's going to talk to us about scams. Hello. So I guess uh, to start off, Jackie, why don't you give a short introduction? And uh, lead into why do you care about scams? Sure. So my name is Jackie, and I became aware of scams probably about 15 years ago when uh, someone in my family brought home a big giant box of smelly candle pots. And that was my introduction to Scentsy. Um And of course, like any nosy 20-something would do, I did as much research as I could into this company. And I realized that it was was a a very small part of a very big problem. Uh, And I became aware of multi-level marketing. And I think uh, a lot of people that had Facebook at that time became aware of it. And uh, it was one of those things that annoyed me so much that I was like, wow, I really hate this. And I'm gonna I'm gonna talk everybody that I know. I'm gonna talk them all out of doing it and try to help people get out of it. And from then it just became this um, you know, some people are really into true crime or knitting or like macrame. And I'm just really into reading about scams and uh, trying to protect the vulnerable people in my family from it because I think that's a good thing to do. That's great. And uh, I mean, we're all vulnerable to it. And I think, you know, maybe not uh, all on the same level, but especially multi-level marketing schemes, they wouldn't work if there wasn't a large fragment of the population that can be into it. I am ashamed to admit that I've even had some of the products in my own home. Yeah, I know I've definitely owned some Cutco knives in my life. Oh, you no, know. really? Yeah, I mean, oh. my parents had a set when I was when we were younger. You know, I almost worked for them. Yeah, I remember you almost working for them. I remember talking to you about how they were a scam. Like, so maybe something fun to do would be to go around um, and uh, talk about experiences we've had with multi-level marketing schemes. Sure. Well, I mean, Costco is or not Costco, uh, Cutco is um the warehouse the, of scams the warehouse of scams. <laughs> you can buy your scams in bulk from costco yeah i get my scams wholesale yeah um i i haven't had a whole lot of experience with mlms aside from that i i haven't known a lot of family members or friends who have gotten into them thankfully or if they have they were wise enough to not approach me about joining or being a part of them um so I, I don't really have a whole lot to say besides the that Cutco knives are, are you know what they're mediocre knives at best and they are ruining people's lives. So stay away from them. 
Yeah, they definitely cost too much for what they are. Yeah, absolutely. So how about you, uh, Wiki? Well, I almost did work for them. I, right. I was looking for my first job, and I walked in there, and uh, it was like a group setting. Like, they had just a whole group of people in one room where they did a sales pitch to us. It was essentially a sales pitch to work. Right. Right. And and their biggest thing was, like, you have to have a car, you have to have this, that, and the other. And we're all, like, high school students, and half of us didn't have cars. Half of us, like, couldn't even, like, if we wanted to work for them, we couldn't. Right, right. And so, and so pretty much just stayed there. And then they were supposed to pay us for like just being there which they never did um and then man these calls these robo calls bro um which i know was one of jackie's favorite topics um <laughs> i've for i'm forever i'm getting at least three robo calls a day damn um yeah man and and luckily i have a pixel um, so it tells me that it's a it's a scam. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a really life-saving that. feature. Like, yeah, it, yeah, it's really good. I've surprisingly noticed less robocalls since I've switched back to a dumb phone. I don't know why that is. That's interesting. Hmm. I like that. I maybe I should do that next. Did you get a new number when you? No, it's to... the same number. So I don't know how that happens. Maybe the filtering's happening at like a. Like maybe they maybe the, they had to add filtering because dumb phones were getting so many things, um, and and so they added a filtering like upstream somewhere since it can't run on my device. That's very interesting. But anyways, um, my my close ex- experience with this stuff is um, I was I almost worked for one too. Uh, I don't remember what the company was, but they um, was it Jenny Craig? That's a good question. What did Jenny Craig do? weight loss and it's oh no toward that women. <laughs> gotcha <laughs> no i almost worked for one that was like textbook sales or something uh, or maybe like encyclopedias i don't remember it was um it, some for, for whatever reason i guess one of my college professors had worked for it in the past uh when he was in school and he let the person hand out business cards in class so oh. i went to their presentation and I uh, realized very quickly that they were giving a sales pitch to work there, and that probably meant that I wouldn't want to. Um, so uh, it was door-to-door textbook sales. I don't know if it was really a pyramid scheme. I'm not sure if I had to buy the textbooks myself, but it was a very shitty job, at least. I feel like the door-to-door encyclopedia salesman of the like 1920s and 30s was the first real... Probably not the first MLM, but the one that pops into mind when I think about like origin stories for the way it's done now, like like they would have to you know buy those books, haul them around from small little city to small little city, and you know I, I can imagine the excitement of it, which is, I think is something that they really build off of is the excitement of doing it. You know, you're spreading the knowledge of the world, you know, and everybody's gonna want a copy of these. And of right. course, it's a great idea. You know, it's going to change everyone's lives. And I feel like that's a, a mainstay for MLM recruiting is this idea that it's going to revolutionize the world and change your life. And, you know, you'll you're have gonna everything. You're going to own your you own business. You're going yeah. to make it rich. 
I wish people really knew. Well, tell us, Jackie. Yeah, tell us how untrue it is. Let's let's get kicked off with MLMs. Let's... Boy, okay. So we've all been there on social media. I feel like anyone that's listening to this has probably had social media. And so it all begins with the first message for most women. That first message is, hey, girl, how's it going? And here's the thing. You used to be able to say, hey, girl, and no one got freaked out, right? Because you could just be like, hey, girl, what's up? It's fine. It's just like, hey, dude, or hey, bro, how's it going? Right. But on Facebook, when you were a woman about 10, 15 years ago, and some probably still now, um, hey, girl, how's it going? Hey, girl, what's up? And then you get flooded with a bunch of emojis. If someone texts me with emojis, I still freak out because I'm like, what are you trying to sell me? If I haven't talked to you in the last five, 10 years and I went to high school with you and you're messaging me, you're up to no good. All right. Right. I got your number. And so the way that it works most of the time is these multi-level marketing companies, the product is overpriced. It's mediocre. But the majority of the money for these people that are involved comes from recruiting people underneath them. And so when people are messaging you and they're trying to talk to you about their product, they're actually just trying to get you to sign up underneath them. And they're going to say, you can own your own business. You can make so much money. You're going to set your own goals. You're going to be able to hit all these bonuses and go on these great cruises. And like, if you sell Mary Kay, you could get like a, like a Cadillac or something. You can get a bright, you can get a pink SUV. And if you sell enough press on nails, you can go on a cruise and you can bring your partner with you, you know? Right. And so they sell these big dreams, the American dream, right? But for women, especially, because I feel like it's it's a lot of women that get targeted by it. Um, they focus on minority women. They focus on stay-at-home moms. They focus on military wives. And I hate to say it, but they they all of these companies go for people that are less likely to be educated, because right. if you're not as educated, you're not going to ask clarifying questions. So, yeah, and I think I think there is kind of a reverse element too, where um, you know the the worse off you are, the more likely you are just going to want to believe that you can own your own business and make it big. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's packaging and selling the American dream. There, you know, uh, the only catch being you're only really trying to sell the American dream to other people as a result. You know, they go for all these people, but the group that I feel gets the most sucked into it is our religious people, people of faith, because people in your church want to sell. And then they talk to you about it. And you're like, well, how could this person that I know from church steer me wrong? Well, and that's the like perfect demographic of people too, because that's exactly what at least, you know, protestant christian religion is is uh, is selling the religion to other people and convincing them that it's the only thing that's going to save them you know and when you've been trained thinking your whole life it's a lot more it's a lot easier to go well i've been doing this here obviously i should be you know singing the praises of mary Kay. you know and and now that you bring that up like yeah mary Kay and stuff like that was just all over church growing up you know like they would have, you know, meetings at the church. It was so pervasive. My grandmother is a example of that. She sold Mary Kay for forever. Never got anything out of it, obviously. And just tried really hard 
to do this stuff and it's terrible how you know like you're saying people just get sucked into this when they're just trying to they're trying to do something good for themselves but it's people really got to be aware that if it sounds too good to be true it probably is yeah and now that i'm thinking about the church stuff for some reason i'm realizing maybe there were some other things that were being purchased or whatever at church that might have been llms like is pampered chef pampered chef absolutely okay and tupperware absolutely that's one of the first ones yeah i mean these things were just all over my church how about amway i don't know what that is Amway is one of the, so Betsy DeVos, the woman that was the the secretary of education, if you remember her, her family uh, is, they, I believe they own Amway. I could be wrong. What does Amway sell? What do they do? They, (laughs) they have a catalog of goods that you can buy from toilet paper, dishwasher, uh, laundry soap, literally everything that you could ask for. Amway sells it. And in my opinion, Amway is probably the biggest cult um, because you could be like here, this is crazy, but you could be at Walmart, right? Like minding your business and someone could come up to you and be like, Hey, I really like your shoes. Where'd you get them? Now, most of us, myself included, if someone came up to me and complimented my shoes, I'd be like, why are you looking at my feet? Right. Because I'm just trying to buy pasta. Right. Right. But some people, they're like, oh, how nice a compliment. Oh, I love compliments. They make people feel good. They disarm people, right? And with that company in particular, with Amway, they will send people out into public places to connect with people and ask questions like, hey, do you have a job? Do you have any kids? And then they're like, hey, you know, I know this person that went into business for himself and made like a million dollars last year. You should really talk to my mentor. Wow. And that's, oh, that's they do crazy. it in stores everywhere. And then I go to like Panera, you know, to get lunch. And I will see people in there with these books because the Amway people have the same like success books, like how to get successful. And they'll be in there like holding their little their little training classes with people. And I try every time, much to my husband's dismay, to be like, hey, that's a scam. Don't do it. So Wow. That's that's bold and fun of you. Yeah, it would be confrontational in two <laughs> that ways, would be a, but I would not. I would love to to be there with you when you're doing that. It'd be a lot of fun. Oh no! <laughs> well, let me tell you a story real quick. Uh, so this is so these scams, you know, because multi level marketing is one thing, but scams are everywhere, and especially in the area where we live, which I won't disclose, but in in the general area where I am, there's a, a company that goes around collecting money for a popular anti bullying charity that I'm not going to name. Uh, but I did some research and it turns out that only 1% of all the donations go to that company and anything under $5 that you donate goes directly to the charity. Everything over 20, I believe that company pockets and gives to their employees. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty common with charity. Like you really got to do your research when you give to charity. Because oh yeah. That's true for so many of them. Yeah, I just yelled at him in the parking lot, though, at, at Market District. I was like, you know, you're scamming people, right? Don't give them money. Don't give them money. It's not going to the. It's not going to this charity. Go to their website. Don't give it to them. Don't give it to them. I haven't seen them back since. <laughs> I want. I always want to do that to the Santa people who are outside grocery stores. Is that not legit? Is the Santa stuff not legit? 
Well, I, mean, I think it, they are somewhat legit, but I also think they're like anti-gay. Ooh, oh yeah, Salvation Army. Yeah, it really depends on your views of the Salvation Army. <laughs> I'm yeah. not touching that. Yeah, oh, it's a rough conversation for me because my uncle uh, has been a pretty high-ranking member of the Salvation Army for his whole life, and like, I like, I am aware of the good they do because I I do see like. The, the tangible good that he's done in the world but i'm also aware that like the way it's run and the way that the money is is used is it's, not great is this your uncle and their that I views met? are um no this oh. would be my dad's brother gotcha. yeah. yeah their views are kind of not super great but they do they do things you know so it's like yeah they they give back but they kind of have some things that you're like hmm yeah, a majority of a majority of the scams um, are for for charity specifically. You really have to pay attention to what percentage of the income goes to running the charity um, versus what they give, right? Which is what you guys said. Um, and if you really want to know about like the latest charity scams. Uh, you can go to uh, gycpa.com, which is the charity fraud warning page for the IRS. Um, and that will show you. There's also a lot of other websites that you can use to check whether or not how your charity is spending its money. That's awesome. I didn't know about that. Yeah. Also, I did look up uh, um, Amway. Um, so Betsy Davos's husband... Uh, uh, Richard Marvin Davos Jr., aka Dick Davos Jr., <laughs> is is a multi billionaire heir to the Amway fortune. Who he ran Amway's parent company, which was AltaCore. Appreciate the fact checking, Justin. Yep, that's that's how I roll. Well, no, I mean, I think that it is though the DeVos family then, because her, she took her husband's last name. It would seem, unless he took hers. She definitely took his. So it is her. It's the DeVos family. It's just not particularly her parents, you know. Right, right, right. Right. Yeah, she married into it. She still benefits from it. Yeah, definitely. So when you said that it was a core company, the reason why I had a little light bulb moment. Um, so this is kind of a story. When I worked at Angie's List downtown, we had a big building that we worked in, and on the ground floor was an office that always had a bunch of people in suits. And let me tell you, at eight o'clock in the morning, I was never awake and I hated being down there because I was in sales, right? And I just didn't want to have to be at work. Sorry, Angie's list. Um, But these people in this office were always so freaking hyped up, right? They were like pumping their fists in the air. They were screaming, they were shouting. They were ready for business. And so naturally I researched this place because I'm like, these people are on drugs. This is not normal. And it turns out that this place was the company is, it was a type of company that goes to places like Costco and Walmart. Um, but they also go door to door, door selling you like AT&T and they are people that go to these places and offer samples. They do cut co uh, they do demonstrations of pots and pans, whatever it is that the company wants them to sell for their client, they go and do it. And these companies are called sidecore companies. Um, but most people that are aware of them call them double corp because they like, like Cutco will promise you that you're going to make a lot of money 
and you get to set your own appointments, right? And they bring you and like 20 other people into a room and they're like, well, we're very competitive. We're very competitive. We only want the best people. We don't choose a lot of people, but then everybody gets hired. Right. The revolving door at that place goes so fast (laughs) that you can't keep people in. And so what they do is they hire these people and they don't pay them enough money. They send them out all day long with people from their office so that they're not really talking to people from outside of the office. You know, they keep it really close, close knit. Um, They encourage the people in the office to live together to save money. They're spending all of their money on suits and things like that because they're not getting paid a lot because they're told that if they work hard enough, they're going to open their own office. And it's just, it becomes a cult. And a lot of people are like, I've lost family members to this. Um, and people are like, and their, their kids are like, no, 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 mom, you're going to be so proud of me. I'm going to open my own office in Cincinnati. Okay. Well, like 1% of the people get to open their office in Cincinnati, but they start this whole process all over again. Right. So it's crazy that like the three of you have had experiences with companies like that because like, granted you were younger, you know, but it's still one of those things where it's like, man, that opportunity sounds so good. I'm so, I'm so desperate for work. Right. Right. That you do just about anything, but not everybody realizes that it's actually fake. Yeah. Okay. So I, I want to back you up just a second. Um, sure. This company that you saw in the office building, they're essentially a middleman for MLMs? So these the companies that they worked for weren't MLMs. Um, how do I explain it? So like you own this office, right? And you want to do business and you've got companies like AT&T and Cutco, I think are like two of the ones that I can think of. But but you're saying Cutco, Cutco is an MLM, right? No. Cutco's yeah, they are and they aren't. Like they <laughs> this so what she's describing is what people who get into selling Cutco get sucked into. Are these little I see. Yeah, it's these little tiny scam. companies that are essentially like the arms and legs of these other companies i see so cutco so so at&t is a legitimate company let's just assume that i mean maybe there's some people who would disagree but um uh, at&t is a legitimate company here and cutco is selling knives essentially so that these tiny little mlm companies can buy them and then run their scams right i mean sometimes (laughs) sometimes <laughs> it's complicated but you can buy a cutco and knife on amazon if you really want to sure sure you could you could also go to a cutco store like they have physical stores as well um, i see okay yeah. so, so like I, I, they are you know for all intents and purposes a legitimate company but they have to be aware of the fact that they were very popular like let's buy these so that our sellers can resell them well so basically what this, what this like double corp company does, this side, side or side core company does, they do door to door sales like most uh, MLM scams um, for like AT&T, direct energy uh, and other things like phones, vitamins and random crap like that. They do door to door. So they're selling actual product from their vendor. Okay. Whereas if you're selling things like multi-level like uh, Tupperware or Unique, Sensi, Color Street, Arbonne, uh, Mary Kay, LuLaRoe, right? You're selling a product that you've had to purchase, like you've had to purchase that inventory to sell it. Right. So these, uh, the thing like um, pa- um, 
Cutco, you're working for this parent company that wants you to sell the knives. So while it is scammy, it doesn't necessarily fall under the MLM umbrella because you're not hiring people. You're not recruiting people underneath you to sell underneath you. You're just going to sell the knives as opposed to like Mary Kay, where you're trying to get people underneath you to sell the makeup so that you get a cut of what they sell, if that makes more sense. Right. Okay. So, so it, it, like there's certain products that are commonly used for these, but it seems like the way they maybe try to avoid regulation is by selling real, their, their products for real in the traditional like way to sell, not pyramid schemey. Like Cutco wants to make sure they keep selling their knives. I mean, I would be curious to see how much of their business comes from pyramid schemes versus how much it comes from, uh, you know, legitimate customers like for their for their main business that would be very interesting to know um but uh they they want to keep some legitimate business so that it can appear that they're not aware of this i guess well they well they start off with the door-to-door sales and stuff right like so they're they're when they're a young company that's how they start off because they don't have money for for a physical place or marketing or whatever the case is. So that's how they start off and that's how they spread. And then eventually if they get enough money, they, they work to make themselves more legitimate over time. Like it's not only a cost saving measure, but it's also a way to run your business in the cheapest way possible so that it can grow. And when you're scamming that many people at once, then it makes it really easy for you to grow your brand as long as you don't get put in a bucket of being called an MLM or or as for the rest of this conversation, I'm just going to keep saying pyramid schemes because that's what they are, even though though Jackie says no. Um, (laughs) They're they're pyramid schemes. No, they are. They are. You're right. It's just kind of an antiquated term. like. Well, the reason why I don't call them pyramid schemes is because a few decades ago, uh, there was there was an attempt to pass legislation to call them pyramid schemes, but it failed, which is why they're not like for all of us in this conversation, we know they're pyramid schemes, but technically their classification is multi-level marketing. So that's oh, the, I see. Yeah, that's the only reason why I call them that, because I bet you one person out there that's going to listen to this is going to be like, my XYZ home business is not a pyramid scheme. And would you like to buy some press on nails? There's at least, <laughs> there's at least one person. And, and for that one person who's listening, I, I, I want to be, I want to be very honest with you. If you haven't turned this off already, what, what you've been talked to by your friends or whoever led you to the product that you're trying to sell. I feel for you. I do. Because, you went in thinking that this was going to be a great opportunity. And I'm sure that there were people out there that tried to warn you and they said, don't listen, don't listen to them. They're just jealous. They're just bitter. They didn't work hard enough when they tried to do it. Whatever their excuse was to get you to not listen. I get it. But the market is saturated. So many people out there are trying to sell these same products as you. And let me tell you, you don't get to set your own prices. You don't get to keep your own profits. You don't get to brand them the way that you want to, babe, you want to be a boss, but this isn't a business. You got sucked into selling something for somebody else and you are never going to see that money that they promised you that you were going to make. If you need help getting out, you can email the podcast and they will get you in touch with me and I will help you find the income disclosure statements. I will help you find a way out. 
because there's always a way out of these scams, out of these pyramid schemes. But no one in this conversation is putting the blame on you for getting involved in it. We're just trying to bring light to the fact that these things do exist and how easy it is to get sucked into them. I want to make that very clear. This is, I'm, I'm not judging you. And if you have questions, if you want to get out, there is a way and I will help you. Yeah, this conversation isn't meant to shame anyone who is caught up in these. This is meant to shame the companies that are doing it. Certainly. <laughs> totally. If you want to talk about it and tell me that I'm wrong, dude, bring it. I will talk to you about your, you know what? You can email me for dog training advice. You want to talk about how to season your chicken? I'm cool with it. Please don't send me your dicks. <laughs> yeah, <no dicks. laughs> I don't no. want those. Maybe when you go through, just edit that out. You can leave in the first part, the mail at. No, we're leaving that in. Um, (laughs) So so please email her so that we can have a follow-up episode on these emails. Um, (laughs) I would love that. Also, just a word of warning to anyone out there thinking about emailing her, you're not going to win. All right? (laughs) It's not going to happen. You're not going to convince her of anything. She knows what's going on here. There's a lot of years under my belt. If, if you want to email somebody to convince somebody, just email us at, at podcast at and I'll forward it over to Jeff. Um, so, <laughs> it is so easy to convince him of anything. So just send it our way and I'll make sure it gets over to him. This is going to become a knife selling podcast real fast. Uh, yeah, I've got a great opportunity I want to discuss with you guys. Is it a monorail? <laughs> no, it's a series of tubes <laughs> underground. Isn't Musk already doing that? Yeah. A... What a monorail or the no. tubes? I mean, the technically, it's doing. both. Well, I, the monorail's from The Simpsons. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know anything about the tubes. I need to research oh, the tubes. What is that called? What's Musk's hyperloop? Hyperloop. Yeah. Oh man, but would it actually make things better? Like that's the question. No. All the MLM people can get around a lot faster. That's true, yeah. If they have an MLM express lane, it could really work out well for them. Well, we got an HOV lane. We don't have them in here where I live. If you stack up the products that you've bought high enough in the passenger seat, it counts as another person. Ah, perfect. Mm, I'm going to try that. So, yeah. So I have some other scams. These are newer, slightly newer scams that I want to talk about a little bit and get your guys's thoughts on okay so these are are relevant like with today's climate okay um speaking of climate the first one is lots of people are currently using the weather disasters um as a way to scam people out of money um everything from um false insurance um sales from um false construction companies um they're all going out and trying to get money from these people who have uh suffered weather disasters you know the wildfires in hawaii the um hurricanes that have been ravaging the the southeast of america um and every time something like this happens a new scammer you know a new group of scammers pop up um and so how do you think these guys are doing that and and what kind of you know what kind of money do you think they're they're actually scamming people out of you know that even up here in the midwest when the tornadoes come through the roofing companies come out heck when hail comes through they're always like we're going to be in your neighborhood checking the roofs okay go 
to the next house. Um, but when it comes to things like the hurricanes, I mean, heck, even Maui, where like this place has been obliterated, right? And you're right, these these people just show up to take advantage of the good nature of people that want to help. And they set up fake funds and like platforms like, hey, donate money here. Um, and honestly, I think they're making bank. Cause, yeah, I would uh, agree. Yeah. Uh, like but fake GoFundMe's and stuff? Is that what you're talking about? Well, mm-hmm. that sometimes offering fake services, accepting money, and the disappearing. I think it's important to note that not everyone who goes out to make a profit off of natural disasters is a monster. Like some people's livelihoods are just built on fixing things that were broken by natural disasters. You know, that's okay. But I mean, there are situations where people go out and, you know, they've got a skeleton crew of people that they show up with saying, hey, we can fix your blah, blah, blah. We just need blah 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 to get it going they get that money and they disappear or uh getting phone calls after your house has been destroyed by a natural disaster from um you know an insurance company you know that or a, a fake insurance company and getting scammed out of you know premiums and then they disappear and never you know do anything wow uh, those kind of things happen pretty frequently and even on a grander scale those kinds of things happen to the u.s government you know, people who take advantage of like the COVID relief funds and <laughs> the, you know, way back to um, Katrina, Hurricane Katrina, there were allegedly, if I remember correctly, like hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars that were lost to work that was promised to be done and never done. And we never, nobody ever saw anything from it, you know? Wow. So, I mean, it's, it's a, a pretty lucrative market for people that are scummy enough and savvy enough to do it sure i shouldn't be surprised by that stat about hurricane katrina but oh man that is crazy yeah not to mention um this also happens on a global scale so what happens is um take afghanistan for example right like so we go over there we're blowing up buildings we're decimating towns we're doing all this stuff and then when the works and then when the 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 fighting's done what happens is there's there's the relief effort afterwards right because they're because the people are destitute the people are you know like like they're not working because their country was just destroyed their their homes are in disrepair there's there's all these problems and so the U.S. government goes, okay, we have all this work to do in Afghanistan, and then they go ahead and um, start doing the bidding process, right? So there's the big bidding process where companies bid on work for the U.S. government, and a lot of times these companies will just pop up out of nowhere. People that have no experience doing anything, they create a company, they make a bid on a project, the government will pay them, and then they either won't go over there and do any work, or they'll go over there and do a really shitty job and go home and pop out money. So it happens even on a global scale. Sure, yeah. I feel like maybe scam isn't the right term for a lot of this, though. It's more on, like, a fraud level than a scam level, you know? Yeah, I guess, like, an MLM, they're legally allowed to operate. So does that make it technically not a scam? Like, by, or is is there any legal definition of a scam? That's a good question. I don't know if there's a legal definition or not. Like I in, can totally in, Google it. Like Yeah, I would say intuitively inside me, I feel like a scam would be something that directly affects like an individual. According to law.com or dictionary.law.com, 
Uh, a scam is a noun, and it is the intentional use of deceit, a trick or some dishonest means to deprive another of his, her, or their money, property, or legal right. Yeah, it's also in dictionary.com. Um, Oxford says it's a dishonest scheme or a fraud. Right, and, if, and, it, and I'm looking at the legal definition of a fraud, and it seems like it's the deliberate misinterpretation of fact for the purpose of depriving someone of a valuable possession. So I would say MLMs are a scam. Yeah, maybe they're like really the same thing. Yeah. Just legally, somehow these companies are able to get through the loophole and, and stay going. Right. I mean, obviously it can make them money even with the risk of being caught or else those companies wouldn't be scamming the U.S. government. Yeah. I, so I Googled how much money was lost in Hurricane Katrina to these scams. And the U.S. Government Accountability Office, the GIO, said that... It estimated up to 1.4 billion of the initial 7 billion FEMA provided dollars in Katrina assistance was lost to fraud. That is a huge chunk. That's 20%. Yeah. And that's money that came out of our pockets. You know, right. that's that's tax, do tax dollars there. It was awesome. And I certainly <laughs> would want the money to come out of my pockets go to victims and not to this. Sure. Right. Like that's the, one of the main things I want my tax dollars to go towards is social services and helping people and knowing that we can't even trust the government to get that right. That's really frustrating. Yeah. So another one, um, off of, off of the housing. So another one that's happening a lot right now, um, is the, um, SCOTUS decision on student loan debt. So scammers are now calling people um, to try to get them to set up um, payment plans and give them money for their student loans um, without actually having anything to do with their loans. Um, they essentially just throw out numbers and get people to try to give them money. Um, when you can definitely go to um, the FSA, the Federal Student Aid um, website, um, and go to your own account dashboard using your information and actually get your actual loan servicer um, where you can talk to them about that. But there's lots of scamming going on right now um, over student loan debt relief, which is really sad because it's destroying our country. Right. right. There's a deadline of, I think, October 4th for people to begin making their payments again since it was on – it had been – I think because of COVID, it was put on hold, right? The payments Yeah, it's it. been on hold for more than three years. And yeah. so pe some people have surely have forgotten who their servicer is or had their loans sold probably multiple times during that period. Yeah, yeah, probably many times really. Yeah, loan servicers have actually been switched. There's actually some that stopped – um, some servicers that have actually stopped servicing loans, like they know they don't do it anymore. So those loans are being transferred to new places. So a lot of the times people don't even know who their new loan servicer is, which is why you should definitely go to the FSA website, and, yeah. and which is studentaid.gov, by the way, um, and figure out who your loan servicer is. Right, so this particular scam is really kicking off right now because you know we're in the month before people have to begin making those payments again. You know, so I mean they're they're getting phone calls uh, from multiple people saying that they're either the same company or trying to convince you that you know, hey, we bought your loan and you have to pay us now, and it's just 
not true. And if you get those phone calls, do not give them your money. Do not confirm any of your information. Hang up and go directly to the source. Like yeah. you said, like, do not. Don't because because you'll just get the money and then you'll have to pay it again. Right. Yeah. And you'll you'll just lose be pissed twice off. as much. Yeah. Don't do it. Also, go and check your um, your your FAFSA stuff uh, on that website anyway, because there was also a, a credit period. And this is not scam related at all, but there was just, there was a credit period during this time off, and you might be surprised at how low your current student loan is because part of it is going to be paid off. You know, all of it didn't from the the Biden plan, but I mean, a chunk of it could be gone. I've already heard from at least one person I know uh, who mentioned that they went and checked it because it was time to start making payments again, and they found that their payment had been it's gone, like it had been paid off, like. So it's, it's worth checking. I wish I could get a refund for the payments that my dad made for mine. Yeah. That'd be cool. I'm sure he'd like that. <laughs> yeah, the government loves just handing out money after they get it. So do they? Sometimes they like to do. Yeah, they love doing that. Okay, well, they can hand some to me. Yeah, please. I would like some money. <laughs> money, please. Yeah. Okay, well, <laughs> money, so, so talking about the government and talking about scams. Um, so COVID scams. Oh, so boy. So during COVID... The U.S. government gave billions of dollars um, to people and to companies. The scam side of it comes from the company side, obviously. Um, so what happened was a lot of companies applied for extra aid where they would be given money to make sure that they could pay their employees. Well, a lot of people, um, a lot of companies who first didn't need the money took the money anyway. Um, and number two, uh, companies took the money and didn't pay their employees. And now there are tons and tons and tons of court cases out there, um, where these companies are now being sued by the government, um, and being thrown in jail on top of it. So, yeah, so that was the thing too. So what's the scam portion there? Like, obviously it was fraud on their part, but how is this affecting people? Are, are lawyers calling like to fake representing cases or? I mean, I feel like we kind of got scammed by it because it's our money that we pay in from taxes and companies that didn't need it applied for it and took it when they didn't need it to survive. Correct. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. It's tax dollars that they were stealing. Sure. Um, so once again, where money could be going to a place where um, it needs to go instead went to a lot of companies that didn't need the money in the first place or lied to make sure that they could get free money. And did you know that there's a website and it's projects.propublica.org backslash coronavirus backslash bailouts where you can go and search and see any company that got approved for the PPP? the paycheck protection program. So if you want to know if your boss is kind of scummy, not that they all are because some small businesses genuinely needed it, but right. out of the $790 billion that was approved for these loans, 757 billion has been forgiven. Wow. So I'm just saying like I pay my taxes and that's a big chunk of money. That's not going to be paid back. And there's a lot of programs that could really use that. Well, that's actually really close to, I mean, if you we take in numbers from like 2019, that was really close to the actual defense budget for the year. Holy um, cow, really? That's Yeah, that's how much money that is. 
Wait, seven hundred billion? That's gross. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it's basically just a handout to keep all the like companies actually working, so they didn't just uh, you know fall apart. I guess that's what it was intended for, right? It was intended to make sure that people could still live while not being able to work. But instead, what happened was the the owners decided to just take the money because since their business wasn't operating, they weren't making any money. So they took it as profit instead of giving it to their employees so their employees could live. Right. They they took the money and then just fired people anyways. Yep. Yeah. And I wonder if that is the real intention, ultimately. Like, the stated intention is what you said, to give it back to employees. But, I mean, I feel like it, somebody a high up had to realize, like, we can't let every business go under or else we're going to have a revolution on our hands or something like that. I'd say a scam I'd really like to talk about is, uh, like, tech support scams. I mean, everybody gets into those, right? Like oh, before we get up government scams, I remember it's a way that I've that I'm pretty sure I've been scammed. Should oh, I bring that up real quick? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um, so this was um, uh, after we moved out of Maryland, um, and we had some problem with the DMV where we had to, like, send our plates back or something. Um, and I think they – I think somehow a third-party company found out that we didn't give our plates back. I don't know exactly how. Maybe they sell – maybe the Maryland state government, like, sells it to a debt collector or something. Um, but we ended up having to pay, like, $600. Um, and I, and, and we were just so stressed out with the move and everything that we didn't think about it. And then when I thought about it later, I was like, Hmm, did they really levy a $600 fee against somebody who just moved out of the state that they have no way of really collecting on? Yeah, that sounds pretty scammy to me. I I can't think of any reason why you'd have to pay $600 for returning some plates. Right. You know? That's like more than the plates cost. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure that we it was $600 for not returning them or not returning them on time or something like that. But still, it was, you know, pretty absurd. I don't know why you'd have to return a plate in the first place. I've never even heard of that. A lot of states but... want you to do it. but Yeah, I Maryland kept mine. requires that you do it, but we didn't do it in time. Yeah, that's, that's a new one to me. That's crazy. That's crazy for sure. So, Jeff, what is this, this IT scam? Well, just tech support scams in general, you know, or um, like phishing and stuff. Warranty fa- scams. No, like getting an email or a phone call from somebody likely in India who is just trying to scam you out of some money. You know what I mean? Like, surely you guys have been hit with these things, like emails that contain fake invoices. Um, Oh, those yeah. all called to my spam folder. Google's good about that. So you mean, right. you mean all those receipts it. that I get from the Geek Squad at Best Buy aren't real? I get like, <laughs> I get like eight of those a yeah. day, dude. Yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. But, you I mean, they've got to be working, right? Like, there's a couple of streamers I like to watch who, like, hunt down these scammers and, like, expose them and turn them into, like, local authorities but i mean this is something that has affected me for sure in that my mother's fallen prey to them i know lots of other people whose families have um you know it's just you get a phone call they say hey we're from microsoft normally or something along those lines um we see that you have a virus on your system that needs to be cleared or else you're going to lose everything in your bank account because they're getting ready to hack you 
you know, if you pay us 400 bucks, we can get this fixed real quick, you know? Right. And, and those things happen all the time. Yeah, that's a pretty sad one. I mean, and also um, in a similar vein, uh, the scam, I don't know if you've ever heard about this one, the telemarketing scam where they um, pretend to be like you calling from prison and they call your grandparents. Have you heard about yes, that? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's an old one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's called the grandparent scam. Actually, actually, this is on the, the FTC website because I held I had elder fraud pulled up because it's sorry to say it, but it's pretty easy to to get the, yeah. the elder because they fall out of touch with tech. It's moving so fast. Right. So, yeah, they'll call and say, like, hey, grandpa, it's me. I'm in trouble and I need money for bail, um, which makes you feel bad because I once pretended I was in jail for April Fool's and that was not funny. Um <sighs> <laughs> i didn't ask for money though um yeah that's nice of you yeah you should have sorry <laughs> sorry friend larry all these years later if you hear this yeah and they'll call you and they'll be like you have to send us money right now and you have to do it by going to target and buying 300 dollars in gift cards oh yeah 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 oh, those man. are and i guess that's that's another one that's probably just gonna like increase with ai Oh, for sure. Ooh, yeah, like yeah. we are seeing a lot more like in the spiritual community of AI driven spiritual scams, like people reaching out saying, hey, uh, my guides told me I need to speak with you. You know, there's a curse on you, you know, and like it sounds so dumb, like who's going to fall for that? But I mean, there are just sad, vulnerable people out there just desperate for anything, you know trying to get out of whatever is over their head and paying, you know, 60, 80 bucks to somebody to do a ritual for you and cleanse this cure from your family line. You know, it sounds great, you know, but right. Those are very AI driven. Like you can tell because they always start out the same, they progress in the same way. Like just it's, it's really gross to watch. I was going to say, so there's chat bots. That's one, uh, aspect of ai but i was talking about ai to mimic people's voices i mean they're probably oh. calculating how to scam my grandma as we speak releasing this many hours of recording they probably only one of these podcasts to like yep. perfectly mimic my voice and say that i that i'm in a prison look if they it's can true. make eric cartman sing then we're all screwed like <laughs> those are those are amazing by i know the way. so are. i've spent so much time <laughs> on tiktok listening to those things it's crazy. The Evanescence one is out of this world. Like, yeah, it's really good. It is, but that's you got to send that to scary. me because I have not seen it. <laughs> we'll find it. We'll send it to you. Yeah, it it yeah. is it is really scary though. But yeah, because you're right. Like our voices are easily mimicked. It, my mom got fooled by a Barry uh, Gary Busey deep fake last week. What? Yes. Wow. I you know I what? Hear more. Why does your mom think she was talking to Gary Busey? She no no no. She mom here? didn't think she was talking to Gary Busey. I'm gonna have to send okay. this to her now when this goes out. So <laughs> mom and I, our main communication is we send each other reels on Instagram. And so she sent me one about I think Gary Busey yelling about hot dogs or something. And I thought it was funny because I I love Gary Busey. It's no secret. I think he's great. Um, I didn't notice that it was a deep fake because he wasn't blinking. But she sent me the second one on Facebook. And I was like, Mom, this isn't real. And I'm pretty sure the last one wasn't real either. And she goes, oh, shit. How did I not notice? But that's just if I didn't notice, then. I've seen these. Wow. <laughs> that's Gary Busey. You think it's it's I, not. I really do. I, I think that he's just a bit fried 
and he's saying some wild stuff like (laughs) i don't know do you know what happened to gary Busey? like why he is the way he is no can you tell me yeah he was in a terrible accident oh no and has brain damage and hasn't been the same since when was was that a really long time ago like i don't know exactly when wiggy look it up (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah, he was in an accident, and it's just progressively be getting worse and worse. Oh, that's sad. Know? I so really like. I, him. I I do think that was actually Gary Busey. <laughs> I'll send it to you. <laughs> Those videos were great. I had a pretty good laugh out of them, and also okay. A bit of the, I'm gonna go find it and send it to you right now. <laughs> okay, yeah, we okay, can figure so, out if they're real or not. So Gary Busey on December fourth, nineteen eighty-eight, was severely injured in a motorcycle accident in which he was not wearing a helmet Oof. and suffered permanent brain damage. Wear a helmet, and, kids. Yeah, definitely wear a helmet, and maybe just don't ride motorcycles. They're fucking dangerous. Where's like, your yeah. Instagram? And then also completely unrelated, but also inside of uh, the paragraph where I found this information, it also notates that ten years, uh, well, eight years later in 1996, he also publicly announced he was a Christian. Um, <laughs> so, so whether or not that's related, I'm not sure, but. That is that it was in the same paragraph. So, well, maybe Jesus healed his brain damage. Uh, Jeff, yeah. I sent it to you on Instagram. The Gary Busey thing. The the one of them, not the other one. But like, no okay. one else in here says that it's a deep fake. So, I mean, you might be right, but this man is yelling about buttered sausage. Yeah, the buttered sausage <laughs> thing. Yes, yeah. is I that have real? It's so funny. Is it real? It is real. Oh my yeah. god! It was, it was taken what? from a podcast. He was being interviewed for a podcast. Yeah, yeah but the Jeff Richards. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. guys, you have to understand his eyes. The man never blinks. He does not blink. Yeah. And so I was like, <laughs> it's got to be a deep look. fake. Um. So now we gotta go find one. <laughs> yeah. Now you can tell your mother she didn't get scammed. No, by... hold on. Now. No, here, here's another one. Hold on. Where are you at? How do I? You don't have Facebook anymore. Shoot. Yeah, you do. No, you don't. Whatever. The point is. <laughs> listen, it's scary. It's like, scary. It's scary. <laughs> so we're getting a little late into the episode, and I know there is one more scam that is dear to Jackie's heart and something that we wanted to touch on, and that is these text scams that uh, involve women and men who have been trafficked from uh, other countries and forced to do these scams. Jackie, do you, can you tell us a little more about that? Like Jeff was saying, uh, the pig butchering scam is one that has been on the rise lately. And I know that a few of us on this podcast have personally gotten these text messages before. Um, so it's it always starts the same, or at least it has for me. I get a text message that says like, hey, hey, Jordan, or hi, Dan, or something completely innocuous, right? It looks like a wrong number. And what it is, is there's these people that have been taken hostage, trafficked in other countries, and they are being forced to send out hundreds of thousands of text messages to phone numbers in the United States. And they will pretend that they are a person. They will send fake pictures. They will build a relationship with you. Um, This is right up there with like um, romance scams where someone says that they're someone that they're not, and they constantly need money. And they will ask you to send money, ask you to send money, and then nothing. But with the pig butchering scams, it's especially dangerous because they promise high investment returns within a short period. 
and they will ask you to send money and you send it and then it's gone. So basically they'll send you a text message out of the blue and they'll try to move the conversation to WhatsApp or another social media site. They avoid video calling with multiple excuses or they refuse outright. Um, And they start talking about their insider investment knowledge, right? So they're like, yeah, I know this awesome crypto where you can make a ton of money. No, I was just going to say the path that I've seen for these most frequently is I'm actually looking at one that I got on Friday right now. Nice. Uh, Yeah. um, And I interacted with them a bit just to kind of get something out of them. But this, I'll just read it to you. This is very much like every conversation I've had with one of these people is gone. And you'll see that I, I, I call it out here. Um, I got a text, just random text said, hi. I said, new phone, who dis? And they said, are you Maria? I'm Lena. I said, I am not. I said, God, did I remember the wrong number? That's what they said. And I said, seems so. Best of luck reaching them. And then, they, of course, they continue. You know, uh, I'm so sorry to disturb you. I hope you don't mind. And I just went ahead and dug into it. I was like, where in China are you from? Because they always say they're from China. And then they always say they're from Shanghai. And that, oh, you should come to China and visit. We'd have a great time. I'll show you around. That's how these always happen for me. Um, and they were like, how did you know I'm from China? I'm from Shanghai. And I was like, and how is New York treating you? Because they always say, oh, I'm in New York right now from China. <laughs> yeah. And they was like, I'm fine. And then I started going into them with like a version of the spiritual scam. I started sending them pictures of tarot cards. Like I was doing a tarot reading for them. God, I love you. <laughs> and just like, oh, I see a great curse over, your, over you, you know? Oh, the death card. And they're like, what is happening? I don't like this. And I was like, yeah, well, maybe you shouldn't be a scammer then. And they never text me back. So, but I mean, that happens i get those two three times a week easily sometimes multiple times in the same day damn so like one of the ones that i got in july said good morning ellen i'm Alyssa, and my aunt asked me to contact you about a model hired for a party and i sent back a screenshot of google of the pig butchering scheme and they sent me two question marks and they didn't contact me again the other one that i got said hey and i sent a picture of my dog watching the discovery channel on tv and they said, I'm Zoe, are you Henry? And I sent like, <laughs> I sent two links. One was to like the financial fraud website for the government. And then the other one was human trafficking hotline.org. Because I know that they're being trafficked. I know what's up. And I, after that last one, they haven't contacted me since. And that was in July. So I think they kind of put me on. Yeah, I think they put me on their do not contact or something. Or they like pulled my phone number. Oh, wow. Ooh. Maybe this most recent time that I fucked with them, they won't reach back out and mess with me anymore. Yeah. Well, do I... you think that maybe, like, it does help the victims in some way to send that human trafficking link? That's why I do it. I feel for them. Like, that, they're not, they don't want to do that. It's just like if you're working at, you know, a fast food place and someone comes in and yells at your ass after they get there from church, like, listen, dude, like, just be cool. And so I right. know that those people don't want to be do, like doing that. It, it's it's dehumanizing. The living situations are horrible. They are literally slaves. They they right. can't leave. They get no sunlight. They're barely eating. They don't get to see their family. It they're they're hostages. 
Yeah. And so, so I don't fuck with those people. Yeah. Don't fuck you with know, them. But don't like, fuck with them. Don't be them mean to them. Yeah. Like, but just block them. Yeah. Do be mean to the Indian scammers though. And the Nigerian scammers. Cause they're doing it out of a love of <sighs> being miserable pricks. <laughs> <laughs> when they call Do on the fuck phone, with those people. <laughs> when they call on the phone and I'm like, I know you're a scammer. And then they start to swear at me. I'm like, all right. Let's do it. Yeah. Oh, I love it. It is kind of fun to, like, get them riled up. Like, the thing about the, the Twitch streams and the YouTube streams I like to watch <laughs> is they they really fuck with the people. Sure. <laughs> they, they make them spend literal hours going back and forth thinking they're going to get money out of this. And yeah. then when they find out that they're not, like, oh, oh they get so mad, chef's dude. kiss good. Yeah. I saw, I saw one YouTuber slash TikTok guy who was doing that exact same thing. And but he was extremely tech savvy, and so he was able to locate the caller's um, uh, call center, um, and he just kept dialing numbers into the call center and then trying to scam those people. Oh my god! Um, god. I wish I had and... the time for that. Oh, I would yeah, do it all and... day. I they're, mean, they're really you could make it a living. Apparently, you just got to know what you're doing. I mean, I don't have time for that, man. Like, true. I mean, yeah, I binge watched two seasons of Yellow Jackets in two days, but like, I have stuff going on, you know. So the one you probably saw, Wigs, was a guy named Jim Browning. Um, he has a it's at Jim Browning on YouTube, and I mean, this guy does amazing work. He hunts down the places he will plant his own viruses on their systems to backdoor into them he'll spy on them using their own cameras in their buildings he will mess with their computers while they're trying to you know actively scam him and then eventually he turns them into the authorities and like you can even sometimes watch the raid happening um from the the authorities coming in and getting them so Dude, it's, yeah, it's, it's really really a, fun to is watch that a thing you get to watch yeah, I think you're right. it is yeah what? yeah he's got a, a really good playlist called spying on the scammers oh. it's like a five-part video and it's it's really really good yeah i think that was the the, the same guy because he was uh there was one where he was talking to somebody and he was like um i really like your red shirt or whatever and the guy hung up on him mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> really funny um, and it's great because when he hacks into him he gets in their pbx too uh, which is their phone system, and so he can see what numbers they're using. They can't block him because he can just unblock himself, oh, or, <laughs> or just look at a different number they have. It's great. It's so good. You're oh, right. Man. I'm looking at this on YouTube. I'm gonna have to watch this later. The other guy on Twitch that I was thinking of was Kit Boga. Yeah, Kit Boga is kind of a jerk, but yeah. again, he's being jerk to really awful people, so it's okay. I can't take him seriously with those sunglasses, but like respect at the same time. So yeah. And there's another one I watch called Scammer Payback on Twitch and YouTube as well, and he does a really good job too. Yeah, so not that so based on this, so not that long ago I got a phone call, um, and it was a guy who it was a um, uh, collections type thing, Ugh. and and I don't owe anything, so <laughs> so <laughs> this guy nice. was like this guy was like, hey, you know, I'm calling about this debt, whatever, and. Um, He's like, you know, you need to pay me now. Super aggressive, right? Like, yeah. Just crazy aggressive. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to hang up and dial the company's number so that I can verify you're not a scam. And he's like, I have your credit. I have your credit. <laughs> okay. He's like, I can, I can destroy your credit. 
And I'm like, no, I'm going to hang up and call the company. He's like, I can just push this button. And I'm like, Do all it. right, dude. Dude, all right, bro. But he got so mad. He got so mad. Um, and that's my favorite one at the moment. If you don't recognize who you're being called from, you can always hang up and dial whatever customer service number and they can verify if you're getting a call or not. So right. definitely yeah. do that. Um, definitely utilize these resources. Um, you know, the BBB, the FCC, um, or uh, studentaid.gov, or utilize your friends or your family as well. Like, yes, utilize those websites, but if you aren't totally tech savvy, like we are, because we are children of the internet age, um, you got called government. I got, I got called it government. All right, cool. But like, if you're maybe like my grandma and you called the Bluetooth symbol, the sideways bow tie, um, Maybe just reach out to like your grandkids or your kids or just people that you trust to make good decisions and they can help you research this because it's not always obvious. I've no, definitely gotten scammed a few times, you know, but I think that's why I get so pissed off about it. I right. I definitely think you should do exactly what Jackie says and make sure you're utilizing your friends and family. However, if you called the bluetooth symbol of a blue bow tie and you're sideways bow tie a, a sideways bow tie and you're listening to a podcast i'm confused it's this podcast <laughs> in particular it's because i'm gonna this link one it in to particular. her and she's gonna be like i can't believe you told them that um these gentlemen <laughs> need to talk louder <laughs> but also in that same vein if your family is the one that is trying to t- sell you like knives or tupperware or lipstick feel free to reach out to people that might not sell it Use the right, internet. Yeah. There's actually a Reddit. Um, I don't always love Reddit, especially lately with the platform changes. However, there is a subreddit called Anti-MLM, and you can go there and search, and there are stories about income disclosure statements. You can even Google, like, thing name and MLM, question mark, like, dog, MLM, and it'll tell you if a dog is an MLM or not. Like, there, there are so many companies out there that are companies and people charities that are out there that want to take your money because you're a good person and it is the onus is on you unfortunately to make sure that you are researching before you give your money your hard-earned money to these assholes please don't do it i think that it's good practice in general to circulate your abundance but be wise when doing so you know i think that it's important to to be charitable and to give and to, you know, do these things. And even if it's just helping out your friends, you know, that that's great to do, but helping your friends out by buying a bunch of makeup or nails or whatever that you don't really need, isn't doing you any good. And it's only, right. It's only furthering them into this idea that this is going to work when the statistics simply say that it will not. So just be wise and be kind to yourself. If you're a part of this, be compassionate to yourself because, hey, a lot of people have been caught up in it, you know? Sure. Just be good to yourself and be good to others, and you'll find that these things aren't happening to you as much, I think. So. And on the other side of scams, the telemarketing ones that ask for money, they try to fix a virus, all that stuff, I feel like it's relatively rare that you're ever in a situation where you do owe money and it has to be done now. Yeah. You know, like right. I would say that there's never a situation unless your child really is in prison. 
And if well, sure, case, but then you have to yeah. go down to the prison. Most of the time. Right, yeah, go bail them out in person. Don't send them money. Yeah, right, if, right. if anyone ever, please, God, if there's one thing that you're going to take from this podcast, if anyone ever wants you to pay them something and it, the, the currency is in gift cards, it is a scam, it is a scam, it is a scam. Don't do it. <laughs> nobody, nobody is paying Microsoft in Robux, okay? <laughs> it's not happening. Shit, man. <sighs> Okay, so I guess on that note, um, <laughs> thank you so much, everybody, for listening to the Panda Pod. Um, and uh, Jackie, do you have anything you want to plug before we go? Uh, there, um, I don't want to plug competitive podcasts. Um, no, do it. No, please. Okay. Is, is it a podcast that you love? There's, yeah, we have no competition. <laughs> okay, well, this this podcast especially isn't a competition because um, it's a completely different topic. Well, similar but different. Uh, there is one podcast that I think everyone would enjoy if you have enjoyed any part of this, and it is called The Dream. And The Dream is literally uh, two women that sit down and talk about a bunch of different scams and multi-level marketing things, uh, and it's great. There's also Lula Rich, which is an Amazon series, and there's also a Netflix documentary, which is called Betting on Zero, and that is about Herbalife fronts that go up in communities and take advantage of citizens there. And all three of those things are very good. Wow, that's cool. And uh, I like that you plugged nothing to self-promote. It's just completely, you know, fun uh, or fun ideas of similar things to listen to and also, you know, educate yourself about scams. Yeah, I don't have anything to self-promote unless you want to like see Murph, but he's, you know, a dog. I actually have an email at the Panda Pod. Yeah, I that's do. true. Uh, and that is Jackie at the at the Panda Pod dot com. Yeah, yeah. At the Panda Pod dot com. So if you yeah. want to reach me and tell me how I'm wrong, please do it there. I would love to talk to you. Also, also everybody, also everybody, Jackie is our admin on our Discord channel. So if you yeah. want to get on our Discord and have and chat with Jackie, oh, yeah. you can do that. Oh my gosh, you could come fight with me there. One v one me on the Discord. Um, or yeah. just come talk. Like and see pictures of Murph. Yeah, he's yes. there. Murphy is my nine month old golden retriever, and he's Aww. a good boy. And we love Murphy. Yeah, he's pretty good actually, surprisingly. Um, but yeah, please join the Discord. Come be a part of the community um, and come talk to us if you want to talk about stuff that's important to you. Because the more feedback you give the guys, the more information you give them about what you like to hear, the better these podcasts are going to be to listen to. Not that they aren't already great, but they will be finer tuned. I don't think that's the right phrase. They'll be tuned yeah. for you. <laughs> Well, okay. wow, Jackie, so totally outdoing me on the intro with the self-promotion for our podcast. That's very nice of you. Um, and uh, I think that's going to be all for us. Thanks, everybody, once again, for listening. See you next time, everybody. Thanks, Thanks everybody. Bye.